Week two of the 2023 NFL preseason is in the books. Who were the standouts? Who performed well that caught our, caught our eye? And is there anybody from week two that's going to make it into Dame's dues? Who is, is anybody going to get the stamp of approval to join the club? We'll tell you next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. Welcome back to Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I am the host of the Locked On Clemson Football Podcast. Podcast. And guys, thank y'all. First of all, happy Monday. Uh, happy Monday and Tuesday, all that good stuff. But appreciate y'all tapping in with your boys uh, here as always. Make it locked on NFL Draft. Your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday, man. Uh, appreciate all the love and support. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So as always, go and check out the YouTube channel. But uh, we, we, we talking preseason week two. Uh, standouts and all that. I can't do that without my boy Keith Sanchez, Mr. LSU. You can find and follow him on Twitter at the Talent Code. Keep talk to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst with the Draft Network, man, in 2019 national champ, man. But you know why we're here, right? Myself, Damian Parsons, we are here to bring you that championship-level content surrounding the NFL draft 24-7, 365. And like my guy, DP, already queued up. What? Man, we in preseason week two, man. So we have a wonderful Monday show, man. We're talking recap. We're talking standouts. We got Dame's dudes, where I get to put Dame in the pressure cooker once again, man. And then we're going to give out those game balls for the, the best performances that we've seen from preseason week two. So, DP, we in the football, baby. We in the football. Let's kick this thing off, man. Let's get this energy going. Shout out to our everydayers for tapping in with us. We're about to have a hell of a show. But first, why don't you hit them with our title sponsor, DP? Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Keith, standouts, man. We did it last week. Doing it again here this week, and we're gonna keep this. This is we're getting the midseason form with this, Keith. Standouts from week two, Keith, and for me, I, I gotta go to Rasheed Rice. Wide receiver, rookie wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, had a nice, had a nice game, had a nice game. He, of course, all of his reps weren't really with uh, Holmes and everything, but, uh, you know, I think it was like eight receptions, 96 yards. He didn't have a touchdown, but you saw a lot of the things that we saw at SMU. The catch radius, the toughness, the ability to make some plays after the catch as well. And I feel like in this wide receiver room where there's no – designated wide receiver one, just seeing him put together a good performance. That was encouraging, man, because at the end of the day, I, I truly believe we don't know if Katerius Tony can stay healthy. We don't know if Scott Moore is going to take that year two leap in this Andy Reid's offense, right? Justin Ross is the guy who looks probably the best out of all of them. He's just got to stay healthy as well. So Rasheed Rice being able to go out there and, and put up good numbers, uh, separate, right, be able to run, you know, run the routes that, that are designed. They gave him some easy stuff to create uh, yards after the catch um, and everything, Keith. But, you know, I think there was a rep where he's lined up, I think, in the slot versus Isaiah Simmons. 
he made Isaiah Simmons look silly, man. Isaiah Simmons just not, did not look good. You know what I mean? Playing, he doesn't look good playing corner, playing that nickel corner type stuff anyway. But Rasheed Rice was able to manipulate him on the route, break outside, and, and present himself wide, just wide open. So I think for me, one of my standouts was Rasheed Rice, man. Hey, I, I like that DP, and I, I think about this Kansas City Chiefs offense, man. I think it's going to be a little bit different than what we're used to seeing, right? Because it used to be so predicated when you're talking about Tyreek Hill, McCole Harmon, like just straight speed, right? Like it was like, you know what? We're going to push this thing vertical as much as possible. We're going to find a mismatch vertically, right? Like, and that seems to be that seemed to be the theme of this offense in the past years. Now, I'll say this. They have you know, Rasheed Rice, but they also have Justin Ross, right? Which are guys that we're not going to consider them burners, right? They can get open, but they're not burners. But I think it's interesting because of the offense, this this thing is going to be, I don't even want to say 50-50 balls, right? But you're really going to see Mahomes and his ball placement, right? Those back shoulder throws. I think, you know, and just being able to put it up high and letting those guys go and get it. So I like the Rasheed Rice um you know, like you just giving him his credit because he has really stepped up, right? And I would throw Justin Ross into that too. We in, into that conversation too because we've seen plenty, plenty of practices, right? Practice clips going, you know, just on Twitter, whereas those two guys just making plays. And like you said, it's not them running vertical and separating from people, but what it is is that it's ball placement. It's Mahomes showing his accuracy, and then it's those guys just being big body wide receivers. So I like that. DP, I'm gonna transition. Um, another team in the AFC, right? In this conversation, I, I'm going to introduce his name and then we have a quick conversation about it. And that is Pittsburgh Steelers running back Jalen Warren. Um, you know, he, he caught some eyes because he had the big time run this weekend, DP. And what I started to see was this, was that, you know, people say, hey, Jalen Warren is coming. Najee Harris should be worried, right? Or, you know, and then it was Najee Harris shouldn't have to worry about nothing. He's way better than Jalen Warren. And that's not what a conversation is. The conversation is that the Pittsburgh Steelers have a two-headed monster at the running back. And I think that the, this is what it is. They're complementary pieces. What Jalen Warren nice. does is almost the polar opposite of Najee Harris. What Najee Harris do, does is the polar opposite of Jalen Warren. So if, if I'm an AFC, like, we shouldn't be knocking them. We should be like, this could be really bad for a lot of other teams because they can really run the rock. And, and, and get the run game going over there in Pittsburgh? No, 100%. Kilo. It's, you know, I think it's a lot of fantasy football stuff. You got to pick one running back against the other on the yeah. same team. You <laughs> want one guy to be the bell cow so he helps your fan. Nobody cares about that. Let's just, like, you know what I mean? Like, the NFL teams don't care about it. So, like, just give both those dudes their flowers because, like you said, they, they complement each other so well. Where Najee's more of the, could be more of the hammer, but he's also a better receiver. Out of the backfield than the Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren. I, I agree. No, no I, I to to Yeah, no, you took exactly what I was going to go. And that's what I mean is that, hey, we think about this Pittsburgh offense, right? If I'm a coach, I'm saying, hold on. We might have some two running back sets out there, right? We're talking yes. Najee Harris and, and we can we can have both of them, start them off, both of them, um, you know, in the backfield. But then we can take uh, Najee Harris, motion them out right now. I just have Jalen Warren and I can do some different things, right? And now I can I – can, motion Najee Harris to trips, throw a bubble screen off of that with the play action, with the Jalen Warren play action fix. So it's it's so many different things that you can do uh, nice. when you have those two guys. So I think you should just be more excited, right, than trying to right. put one against the other and, and, and go about it that way. DP, do you and have another guy? it helps Kenny Pickett. It helps Kenny Pickett. So it, it, it'll be fun. So I want to ask you, do you it, it have another guy? 
Yeah, do you have another? No, yeah, I, I definitely do. Um, I'm gonna drop two real quick, Keith. Ronnie Bell, mm-hmm. wide receiver, was like day three pick to the San Francisco 49ers, had over 100 yards receiving. Um, and he's gonna be a part of that kind of yards after catch model that they have in San Fran, where you're not going to get big time play out of the quarterback, where hey, Brock Purdy, Sam, whoever's going to be the quarterback by the time we get to the end of the season. They don't have to carry the load. It's hit the guy, put the ball on them, let them make the plays because Kyle Shanahan is going to devise and design to get these guys running lanes after the catch. Right? We always talk about running lanes with running backs, but you want to give running lanes to your receiving options after they uh, after they receive the football. And kids, I got to give love to my guy. You know, my 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 guy Tank Bigsby, man, thirteen carries, seventy yards, over five yards a pop. And, and for 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 those who don't believe it. Tank Bigsby is going to have a big role in this offense, even mm-hmm. with Travis Etienne in the regular season, right? Somebody had a they they were I think it was against the, when they played the Cowboys last week. Both of them were standing in the end zone, kind of warming up, and you could just tell the difference in the body type. Where Tank is, he looks like a running back, and he looks like a guy that's going to be able to run between the tackles, be physical, get downhill, and you see like a smaller less, you know, less stout body frame and more, you know, you can tell a more explosive of the two with Travis Etienne. So I think Bigsby, I got to give a shout out to him as well. I think he's going to have a big impact as a rookie. And like I said, with Ronnie Bell, I would not be surprised to see him get his, get 40 to 50 receptions, five, 600 yards. And a lot of it after the catch. Yeah. I, I like both of those guys, man, especially, I think we talked about the tank, Tank Bigsby and Travis Etienne situation a couple times on this show, and you're really starting to play out, you know, and seeing it come into fruition, man. And then Ronnie Bell, if he's able to come in as as wide receiver three slash four, you're talking about adding another element um, to what to what they're doing over there in San Francisco, just yet another weapon and probably unexpected weapon. Like you said, R- Ronnie Bell went, what, in the seventh round? So you're talking about a later draft pick um, for the San Francisco 49ers. But DP, let's keep this thing pushing, right? Man, we're about to transition to standouts to Dame's dudes, right? And this is not about, you know, bringing up the best performances. I'm trying to bring up some some controversy, right? I'm trying to get this thing started, see what we have going on with Dame's dudes. So coming up next, y'all know what I do. I throw the players at Dame. He has to answer me like, hey, are they in the club? Are they not in the club? Are they one of Dame's dudes? Do they get the stamp of approval or not? So coming up next, man, we get to put Damian Parsons, DP, in the pressure cooker with the Dame's dude segment. I'll never forget, guys, trying to go to a Charlotte Hornets game and trying to find tickets at the last minute when LeBron James came to town. I absolutely hated this experience because it was so difficult to hunt down the best price last minute, but also trying to compete with other buyers for this event. It was stressful. But buying tickets for your favorite events should not be stressful. What you need to do is check out Game Time. Game Time is fast and easy. It is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They have killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're going to have. I'm looking at the app right now, and I promise you guys, if you're a Panthers fan, you can go to the last preseason game this Friday for three bucks, just three bucks altogether. Snack the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Keith, one of your favorite segments, Dame's Dudes. And you got a, you got some guys that I got to give the stamp of approval or tell them to get out of the line. So who's up first? 
And we're going to start this thing off at the very top, DP. Listen, there's a lot of controversy. I told you, I'm going after the controversial moments, man, we have when we do this, man. We we, we got to entertain the people, man. There, and there's been a, a bit of a conversation down there in San Francisco, right? We're talking about, you know, Trey Lance, and then we're talking about Brock Purdy, and then we're talking about a little bit of Sam Donald with DP. I'm going to go ahead and stop that bus, stop that movement right on Brock Purdy, DP. Is Brock Purdy a dang dude or not? No. Um, no, he is not. <laughs> Shout out to Brock Purdy, man. Uh, you know, he he played good ball last year. He's gonna orchestrate this offense and all that good stuff. I don't want somebody that's gonna orchestrate my offense, and that's the only thing you can do. I need somebody that I can put the weight of the world on your shoulders and say, Listen, you what we always talk about, trucks and trailers. At best, Brock Purdy's a hitch. I don't want a hitch, I want a truck. Okay, I want a new truck. Well, all the bells and the whistles. Okay, I want them to be able to carry everything that I could put on 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 their back. I need that. And for me, it's just I, I look at it like this: situations matter. I think we, you always say that situations matter. Post draft, if Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy as a talent, if he is anywhere else, is he playing the way the level he's playing? Absolutely not. I could put Davis Mills in that offense, and we would see the same type of play from Davis Mills. So, you know what I mean? It just is what it is. So, you know, shout out to Brock Purdy and, and the and nine bang, was it bang, bang, Niner gang or whatever they call themselves. Shout out to them. Brock Purdy is not getting in the club. Okay, cool. Hey, we got it. We got it. Because we have, because everybody's giving their opinion on that situation, right? So I was like, mm-hmm. it's only right if we bring that name up, him, you know, Trey Lance, and bring that name up in the Dames dude segment DP. But look, up next, man, we're going to attack of a lower, right? Like he said, he said Twitter on fire this weekend when he threw the interception. But he rebounded nicely. But I don't think we've ever talked about your opinion about Tua, right? Just as a, as a football player, his his perspective, um, how you feel about him overall as a quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. So, is he a Dames dude or not? Tua used to be a Dames dude when he was from, when, when, at Bama. He was my he was my he was my dude, man. I, I Tua Tua he frustrates me just from the aspect of the the the, the, the head injuries. The awkward land. I know he did the I think jujitsu this this offseason, learning how to fall. That that's just I don't know. That just bothers me to it to to its own end, man. But I, I do think that he's a really good quarterback. Do I believe he is, you know, a, a franchise changer? I think it just depends on the weapons still. You know what I mean? And, and at the and and if that's the case where I have to elevate your ceiling because of the weapons. And also with the injury stuff, like I, he's he's not a Dames dude at this particular moment. I need him to if he can stay healthy through this season and give me a re, like, you know what I mean? Because I'm thinking Dames dudes, we get paid over here, baby. You know what I mean? We cut checks, so it's like Tua, I can't pay you if you can't stay healthy, big dog. So let, let's let I'm a, right now he's 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 gonna stay in he's gonna stay in the line. I'm not gonna kick him out of line, but he's gonna have to wait in line until week 17 is over. Well, DP, because you said that he was a Dames dude, so he was in the club, and then you 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 put him out the club. This this may be the first yeah. person to ever get put out the club. Usually, they just don't get in. You took this guy, you, he was in the club, and you took him and put him he, out. He was in the club, man. Two was my QB one come out of Bama, bro. He was my QB one. I was I was I have changed a lot in my evaluation ability. I mean, but I, I don't I don't think Tua is a bad quarterback. Like you said, no, it's no, surrounded no. with injuries. And then they finally got him weapons, but last year, unfortunately, he was injured, right? So I think the the script is still to be um written. He's got to play better out of structure, 
and, and and like you saw, like even before, like when he came back from the injuries, there were certain teams on the stretch that start giving him problems defensively, where they took away the quick game, took away the RPOs, and all that type of stuff like that, and then he couldn't do anything to help the team at times. And it's like, Tua, you got to be able to make plays out of structure, on the move, things of that nature to help elevate your offense when the defense, who gets paid millions of dollars themselves. When they when they strap up and they say, "Listen, man, we playing defense today, baby." And when they locked up your receivers, what can you do to help those guys out and help your offense out? And I want to see that more in twenty twenty three than I did in twenty twenty two. Okay, cool. I, that's very respectable. I can understand. And let's keep going, man. I'm gonna throw out. So this might have been Friday's preseason game when you had the Giants, right? The Giants playing the Panthers. Yeah. And one of the one one of the the, the guys that kind of went viral, he's been a polarizing name overall because people don't know where they kind of stand with him. That's why we're gonna get your opinion on it. Jalen Hyatt with the New York Giants, DP. Is he a dames dude or not? We know he had the big play to touchdown, but right before I think he dropped the football, right? Mm-hmm. So you you you, you kind of seen a tale of, of of two tapes, right? Just right. It, it might have been even back to back plays. I want to say. Um. So I DP, so. I'm gonna ask you. Yeah, yeah. Is Jalen Hyatt a Dame's dude or not? Not, not right now, Keith. Uh, I still need to see more from him. Um, you know, and even on that touchdown, like you know, it was he was the third receiver from the line from the sideline. Yeah. He, he's in, in the trip set. He's getting a, a full head of steam look to run full speed at Eric Rowe, who's like seven, eight to ten yards off, flat footed as a safety, and it's like. That's a rep. That's like one on one rep. That's a rep you should win, truthfully, right? And he did a good job stemming it, you know, kind of keeping the, the, the stem straight and then, you know, kind of jab stepping outside and breaking back to the corner and getting open and everything. Shout out to Tyrod Taylor delivering a dime while getting crashed by the defensive line on that play. But for me, it's more so, like you said, getting open and not having, he's not used to, he didn't make a ton of catches away from his frame at Tennessee. So you mm-hmm. that play that you're talking about, the balls let, let him. It hits him in the hands and he drops it. So it's like, are you a natural hands catcher? Are you a natural uh, or, or, you know, a natural separator when it is one-on-one? And what happens when we start seeing more tight man-to-man coverage? Because you're not going to consistently get off coverage every single snap. When guys want to – defensive coordinator is going to say, listen, that's the big play threat. Get in his face. Rough him up. Let's see if he can handle the physicality at this level. And if he can, cool. Then you can back him off a little bit. But until then – you're going to have to earn that respect eventually. And for right now, for me, it's just too many question marks in his game uh, for me to say, yeah, he's in the club. Okay. No, I, I get that. I get that. And I, I, cause I'm, I was kind of torn on it. Right. Because you, you look at the, the offense and the thing with the New York Giants, they have a ton of speed, right? They have Sterling Shepard, uh, you know, coming back. Wondell Robinson should be healthy at some point. And then you throw in Jalen Hyde, obviously with Darren Waller, you know, just manipulating the middle of the field. It's just, you know, that's why I asked you Jalen Hyde with the New York Giants, right? Because I really want to see how you felt about, you know, those situations because everybody during the weekend, they talked about, you know, the play call. So I'm like, okay, is is because we talked about Jalen Hyde and I feel the same way you felt about a lot of the free releases, free access stuff. And I was like, okay, do you think Brian Dayball is going to be able to put him in situations where he's going to get a lot of free releases, right? Because then that's going to open him up. But we'll see, right? The, the jury's kind of still out on him too. And I know, you know, you say you, you got to see a little bit more. And he did have the drop right before because you went from like, oh, here we go. You know, and then it was like, oh, a touchdown. And then everybody forgot the play before. But, you know, that's just how it goes. But, DP, I, I have I have one one other guy, man. And I, I okay. don't know 
I, I honestly I don't even know if we genuinely talked about this guy ever. And that is that is Dallas Cowboys, and, and my, I'm even calling him a bounce back wide receiver, even though he's going into year two. And that's Jalen Tober. Um, because he's flashing just a little bit now where he had nothing right in in as a rookie, and it was you know, we heard so many things, right? He's not picking up the plays, he's not committed, you know. It, it seems like he's swimming, you know, it's like with the drinking out of the water hose or whatever they say, right? Yeah. It's just so much for him and not nothing to his personal character. It just seemed like it was overwhelming from him from a, a, a physical standpoint and also a mental perspective, too. Just you know, he, he was he was mentally overwhelmed by some of the situations. I want to ask you, DP, are you are you in on Jalen Tobert um with the Dallas Cowboys in this role? Um, is he a dames dude or not? I want him to be Keith. Um, he's ma- he he's making strides. He's he's moving up in the line. You know how the how the line in the club yeah. starts to slide. Yeah, he, People he, start he to rolled, get in. Yeah, it's starting. It's it's pushing that way. I liked his physical tools, man. The size, the frame, the athletic ability. Right, he looks like a boundary NFL receiver. And mm-hmm. you know, like you said, like I think. I think his 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 rookie year kind of started off kind of weird. Even back to the Senior Bowl, like you know what I mean. Last year he wasn't he he was at home like at the Senior Bowl, like the yeah, Senior Bowl took place college at, campus. at his college. Yeah. He just didn't look like he didn't look like the guy we saw on tape, even at the Senior Bowl. So now hearing you know seeing good the clips from from camp and him starting to kind of stack together reps and days and then in the, even in the preseason game you know tweeting you know kind of you know tweeting out the clip of him running a slant but being able to move a guy off the spot sell outside release like the little nuance things that you want to see and it's like okay there we go Jalen there we go I'm not gonna get let him I'm not gonna let him in the club yet because you know this is a prestigious club you know what I mean we pop bottles <laughs> so like I gotta you know what I'm saying like this, we, we don't got no no we don't got no cheap cheap stuff in this building so I gotta make sure that he's earned every bit of it but i'm excited for what he's shown and i'm hoping that he gets more reps in the regular season too because i'm like michael gallup wasn't great last year i know he's come off the acl this would be what two years removed from the acl and everything mm-hmm. but if jalen tober can take that step and earn the trust of dak and mike mccarthy and those guys man i think he would pay pair well with brandon cooks pair well with cd lamb and give them a, a a bigger body receiver that can kind of be a three-level guy if michael gallup doesn't come back to being what he was pre uh pre-acl he's close yeah he's, he's moving up in the line he's moving up in the line <laughs> if jalen tober listen I'll, I'll say this if jalen tober can be what he was at at, at south alabama I feel differently about this Dallas Cowboys wide receiver core. Mm-hmm. And right now, to be completely honest, y'all, I'm in, you know, speaking to every day is right. I'm I'm kind of mediocre. Right? I think it's cool. I, I don't I don't love it. Um, but if he yeah. if he's able to be what he was at South Alabama and give this just another um element of death, right? And and they're able to do some different things with him along with Michael Gallup, Brandon Cooks, CD Lamb, then I'm starting to feel different because I think it's important that they have those guys because after C.D. Lamb, you know, Brandon Cooks is is, is who he is. I always say I feel like C.D. Lamb is not a one. He's not a two. He's probably a 1.5. Michael Gallagher recovering from an ACL. So Jalen Tober definitely has to show up. DP, I, I think that's a good segment, man. We got into some names. I can tell you, I can see it on your face that I hit you with a couple curveballs, man, a couple guys you were not expecting. <laughs> but look, we're gonna keep it keep it going, man. Keep it going. And we have man, you hand out the game ball right at the end of the game, end of the show. You hand out the game balls to those guys that perform well. So coming up next, man, we're gonna hand out the game balls for preseason week two of those guys that perform well. 
Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the up-and-coming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the week. If you're looking for a safe quarterback to take late after you passed on everyone at the position, then you can ride with Dallas Cowboys' Dak Prescott, who's been healthy and getting enough volume always comes through as a great fit in fancy lineups. Prescott will be more efficient in this new offense with Mike McCarthy at the helm, and his new weapons have been, re- have been rebooted more to his liking with Brandon Cooks. Dallas also won't be nearly as run-heavy, restoring Prescott's solid numbers through the air. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, Batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car. Because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch the gears, crank up the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up. Because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away guys for the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle just look for the green check get the right parts the right fit the right prices at ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers it's time to hand out the game balls keith and i'm staying in the big apple brother with them new york giants and i'm gonna tell you right now if this continues, he will actually earn the name Danny Dimes because Daniel Jones and Darren Waller were out there balling together in that first drive versus the starting defense for the Carolina Panthers. And Darren Waller, man, uh, J.C. Horn is the best corner in Carolina. He physically mm-hmm. couldn't match up with Darren Waller. You know what I mean? Physically, that's a six foot, what, five, six foot six, was, 240, was that, 50 pound guy. Was, was that was that J.C. Horn that Darren Waller kind of Knocked down yes. when he was running. Yep. Okay. That that adds a whole nother element to it. I thought it was probably like a third string, fourth string quarterback. Nope, that was JC Horn. That adds a whole nother element to the to moment JC Horn punch landed on, tried to land that that, that quick jab on, on Darren. Darren gave him a nice little excuse me, broken on the on the slant. But not only that, just the way that day ball was kind of using him like a big receiver, detaching from the line and, and stuff like that. Man, I, I got to give my game ball to them. Um, I don't even remember if they – did they win the – I don't even know. I, I can't remember if they won the game. Yeah, they did. The, the Panthers came did, and tried yeah. to come back late. Uh, but they ended up winning the game by two. But that offense, that starting offense, even without Saquon Barkley, just a passing game of Daniel Jones and now being – look, he looks comfortable with Darren Waller. I got to get my game ball to those two guys and and and, and uh, Mike Kafka and, and, and Brian Dayball because I think getting, you know, Saquon back for the regular season, this offensive line protects well. This could be an offense that we're like we fast forward to week 17, getting ready for the playoffs, and we're like, man, the Giants offense looks much improved. They were one of the better ones in the league. So shout out to them. I want to give them the game ball, man. Yeah, off off of the hills of that DP. Um, I'm gonna give a shout out to every great too, right? He had he had the tough touchdown running. I I I think that's gonna be 
he, he's going to have a start to carve out a bigger role, right, as they continue to kind of spell Saquon Barkley if they feel like they're in a the playoff contention, you know, and they want to get another guy going. Eric Gray has an immense amount of talent, man. Like, do I believe he's a tier one type player? Not that. But he's a really good tier two type running back, man. I I I would love him as a complimentary running back on my team, right? Just what he offers and what he's able to do. And while we, you know, people peg him as a scat back DP, he showed power in that run in that preseason game, man. You know, powering himself all the way through the line of scrimmage and, and, and to the touchdown. DP, I'm, I'm gonna go game ball. I talked about Pittsburgh earlier. I'm gonna go with Kenny Pickett, man. And listen, it, it statistically it wasn't anything crazy. I think he was just three or four for maybe 50 yards and, and a touchdown. But it, it wasn't that. It was – and we talked about Kenny Pickett a, a couple episodes ago, and he looked like what we said he needed to look like, right? Just go through the progressions of the offense. Look comfortable. Get the – throw it. Like, see it, throw it. Get it out. Complete the football. Be in complete control of what you're doing. Walk around there confident, right? Like you're playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he did all of that, man. Like it, it, it looked good. And that's why I want to give him the game ball. And it's, like I said, it's not because he statistically had, you know, the, the best, um, he, he had the best performance of, of week two, right? But it was how he approached it, how he got in there. Because listen, you're still playing the Buffalo Bills. I get it as preseason, but the Buffalo Bills know they're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? And and I think when he came in there, you're still going against pretty good talent. And he came in out and did what he's supposed to do. A lot of people are not high or weren't high on Kenny Pickett for whatever reason, right? Whether it was the hand size or, you know, it's his name or he's, you know, from Pitt or, you know, it was just a lot of things to where Kenny Pickett, he wasn't even treated. And which could have been a good thing for him. I don't even feel like he had first-round pressure on him because everybody was just like, whatever. Like, he, he's, you know, he's right. going to be – average at best anyway so man just for him to go out there and perform well I think and I want to ask you this with the Steelers he performs well then you look at the rest of the Steelers roster is is this a team that can be overlooked right if, if Pittsburgh I mean if Kenny Pickett plays above average no I, I absolutely he, he plays good football with their defense that that they can rush the passer with the best of them they yeah, got two edge guys Man, and you still have Keanu Benton, right? The the the, the mm, rookie yep. that they had, and then you still had the Marvin Lill. Then you still got Iron for Kit Camp. Yeah, you still had Camp Cam Haywood out there. Joey Porter Jr. is looking like Joey Porter Jr. is supposed to look. So that it's it's this could be a really good football Bro. team if Kenny Pickett does what he needs to do. AFC North about to be a it's about to be a war zone over there. Like yeah, that's, I, that's about I, to be and I, I think a this battle tested group. Yeah, because everyone is talking about other divisions, right? Like the AFC West, um, you know, the AFC East. The AFC North could be the division to look out for, man. You're talking about a healthy Lamar Jackson with those weapons. You're talking about Deshaun Watson with those weapons. You're talking about Kenny Pickett with those weapons, right? And then who, who's the other team I'm leaving out? I said the Ravens, the Steelers, the Bengals. I mean, come on, like that's, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, Joe Cool, T. <laughs> yeah, like that, that, that man, you're talking about. Man, they're they going to beat each other up in that, that division, man. Now, this may be the best that division has ever been because even when the, you know, it's always like the Steelers and the Ravens were good, the Bengals might have been down a little, right? Or, if the, right. you know, the Bengals and the Ravens or Bengals and Steelers, then the Browns were nowhere in contention. All four of these up. teams, 
Yeah, <laughs> all four of these teams potentially have really good quarterback situations uh, moving forward, good offenses with well-rounded defenses um, would, would make this thing special with DP. That wraps up this show, man. They were talking about the AFC North being a good division. I think we just put together a good show, man. Shout out to our everydayers, man, for tapping in with us. That's our Monday with Reaction DP tomorrow. What we're going to talk about, we talk about the flip side of the coin, right? We talk about some of the good. Now we're going to talk about some of the bad, right? We're going to talk about potentially some of the disappointments we've seen, some improvements that we want to see from some guys, some question marks that we have um after preseason week two. But like, once again, man, shout out to our everydayers. Thank you for tapping in with us. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube wherever you listen to podcasts. Get the latest episode as soon as it's available on YouTube. Hit the bell notification after you subscribe so you're notified anytime we drop content. Uh, in terms of Twitter, you can find and follow Keith Sanchez at the talent code. Me, Damian Parson, DP underscore NFL. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast.